Father, in your presence we have gathered, O God. At your feet we sit, O Lord Jesus. We pray, O God, that you speak to us, O Lord Jesus. We know you are in your church, O God. We know you've gathered us here to keep us on the path of righteousness. To keep us glued to you, O God. That is why you always bring us before your presence. Our Lord, speak to us, O God. Jesus, speak to us, O God. Individually, let us hear the word that we have to hear, O God. In the name of Jesus. Because you are faithful. Because you have promised us. Because you are still in your church. That is, speak to us. In Jesus' name. Amen. You may resume your seats. We thank God for him in his presence. And we give God all the glory that he deserves. This morning, I have seen the faithfulness of God. This morning, I can testify that the Lord is still in his church. Amen. And I'll tell you the reason why. Yesterday night, um, pastor called me that uh, the persons to speak will not be coming, so I need to prepare. And I have some series of messages I've prepared and so when I sat to start preparing, my little boy came to me and asked, Daddy, have you gotten your message? I said, I have some in mind, but I've not settled on any. And he said, I, I have an idea. I'm reading a book. My devotion today said, The Mission of Christ. I said, thank you, and he went to sleep. So I started thinking around that, but I had a message. I had two different messages that I've been yearning to speak about. The first one is on marriage. You know I've been talking about marriage. and We only speak about marriage at weddings, and most of you will not come to weddings, and Sometimes in the marriage school, when we start talking about some things, then they'll say, you should have said this in church before marriage school. So I've been planning on that. So that was where my mind was going towards. Then from what he said, I said, let me see. Then I went to the second one. Then God tweeted the second one and said, speak on that because it's also in line with what my little boy said. And then I got to church today, and Oki says, this dawn, God says you should sing about faithfulness. And 
we kept repeating it. Hallelujah. So know that God is still in the church speaking to us. The topic is guard your faith as a glorious church. The last time I spoke here, I talked about I am the glorious church. And I spoke about God, the I am. And we talked about the different times that God said, I am. Today, I'm speaking, guard your faith as a glorious church. That has been our theme for the entire year. Today might be the last on this particular version. Next year's version is almost the same, but today might be the last on that. Guard your faith as a glorious church. Where we have gotten to, God is faithful. Our God is faithful. He has promised and he will never, ever fail. That I can tell you on authority. That our God has promised and he will never, ever fail. He is the I am God. And the last time I spoke at length about it. He is the I am God. So he is always faithful. It's just that we sometimes look at God through the lenses of the way we see things. But because he's the I am God and knows the future from today, even when you think God has failed you, it is his promise and his faithfulness for you. When you think, when situations is looking like God has failed you because he's the I am God and he knows the tomorrow from today. He has diverted your course through another path and you think God has delayed you but he was saving you from cutting your life short. And as I stand here, I'm a typical testimony of that. Amen. Ephesians 3.21 and then Ephesians 5.27. I'll read them together. It has been the team and then I would go on. To him, I'm, I'll be reading uh, in the Amplified. To him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations. Forever and ever. Amen. And the 527. And to present her to himself. And the her here represents the church. And to present her to himself as a radiant church. Without stain or wrinkle or any other blemish. But holy and blameless. Hallelujah. To present hair, and the hair represents the church. 
And this, I'm talking about the church in general, not necessarily the church of Pentecost. And the church is you. So now to present you, and I would I always say I would like to use myself so that if it is hurting, it is to me so that you not feel offended. And if it is good, it will come to me so that I will be happy. To present me, Samuel Crispist, to himself, God, without stain, without wrinkle. So because of that, when I get to somewhere that I will stumble, he will take me away because he doesn't want me to get stained. So I have to live my life to him. I can't live my life anyhow because he is controlling my life. Because he wants to present me as a radiant church to himself without stain or wrinkle. So anytime we come here and messages are coming and the message hits you when you come to church and the message hits you, thank God that Jesus loves you. I mean, you should know that then it means God is thinking about you. Not to rather think that your friend that you discuss your challenge with has seen one of the elders and told him, or the elder that you discuss your story with is standing here to talk about it. No! It is God who wants to save you. That's why the message has hit you. And I always say, messages that don't hit me, I hardly preach it. I was telling somebody, and he told me, I think Nathan, and he said, then I'll be listening to the kind of messages that you preach to know the things that hit you. Yes, I say messages that don't hit me. I don't preach it. Because I want to speak from some level of experience that God has taken me through. Then I know that I'm not saying it because I have to preach. But I'm saying it because it has affected me. If you permit me to speak to a chimney, I want to speak it. Hallelujah. So God wants to present us as individuals, as a radiant church, and as a church of Pentecost. Or let me start as a PIWC danceman as a radiant church, as the church of Pentecost, as a radiant church, as the church universal, as a radiant church. And God had a covenant with the church. I know church of Pentecost, we have appropriated this covenant and taken it as Covenant God has with the church of Pentecost. But I believe it's the covenant God has with the entire church universal. So I'll be reading some of the things. I'll be picking the one that is necessary for my message today. So 
if you Google uh, God's covenant with the Church of Pentecost, you'll find what I'm reading here and I'm, I'm picking parts. He will call out men and women according to his own choice from time to time to work in his church. He will ensure that no weapon that is formed against the church prospers. And every tongue that rises against it in judgment shall be condemned. For this is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and their righteousness is of him. If you read Isaiah 54, 17, you see this there. And the Lord God spoke at a convention in a prophecy before the church of Pentecost was established. This covenant. And then he continues that he will pour abundant spiritual gifts on both men and women. There will be spiritual gifts for both men and women. He would from time to time prune and purge his church. And I love this. He will from time to time prune and purge the church. Why? Because there will be parasites. And he continues. He will prune the church of all parasites. So know that in the church, there will be parasites. In the church, there will be parasites. And I've mentioned the stages of the church. So in me, Chris Quist, there will be parasites. So I have to learn to prune that parasite off. These times, I don't see uh, lies. I mean, I hardly see it. But those times when we were growing, I mean, our hair was a forest of, for those uh, parasites. And you see there are eggs all around here. And they will catch you, put you down, and people will be, and it was also a kind of uh, a bonding for family. Oh, we have come far. Your, your, your sister will catch you, put you down, and you'll be looking for laos in your hair, and the family is bonding. I mean, and you'll be looking for laos. Yes. Oh, we have come far. We have come far. We have come far. So there will be parasites. And this, this is physical. Spiritually, there will be parasites. There will be things that will come into this head that are parasites. I can use you. There are things that will come into this head. There are things that you think about. There are things that you will yearn for that are parasites. And God says he will prune of all the parasites. There will be pests. He will prune. There will be personality courts. He will prune. Personality courts. I am better than. We are all following. There is a prophet here that is champion. We are all following him. Unless he speaks, I don't take a move. Personality courts. Following after people. That sickness will come into me. That's e. This one there. Uh, uh, 
Let me, let me, at least. Somebody told me, so if he goes to a prophet who has gone to take uh, juju from somewhere using it to work, and he prays for him, and he gets his healing, it is uh, the prophet, you see, that is wrong. That is personality courts. You think, oh, he harbors the presence of God. Yes, God says from time to time, he'll call men and women and he'll use them. But you should be careful of personality courts. False doctrine. There will be false doctrine. There will be false doctrine. False doctrine. And God saying he will prune the church. We are a glorious church. So because he wants to keep us glorious, he will prune. He will not leave us. Forever, uh, once righteous, forever righteous is not correct. Once saved, forever saved is not correct. So, as I said, there will be things that will be dragging me that are parasites and God needs to prune it. Hallelujah. And religious evils. We have social and religious evil. The time is really running fast. Social and religious evil. And in our days, there are a lot of social and religious evil. I hear of some and tears run down my eyes. Not that the, where I hear it from sometimes is hurting in the church. I, I was telling, um, I think, uh, Elder John, that in our times, yes, you may stumble, but your total mentality is to remain pure, to remain chaste. But we hear this time um, it's okay to have a to be in church, have a boyfriend, have a girlfriend, you go to spend the night there and still feel okay. You want to test whether he is correct before you marry him. You want to test whether he can fire before you marry him. So you have to go there and check. And we hear it is okay. Now, they, my God. And when they were telling me and I was surprised, they are like, what time it came? I'm like, this is serious. This is a social evil. We have to begin to see it as evil, it is evil. Yes, it is some of the pests that is coming in. We need to prune it. But if the thinking is that it is okay, then we are. We are I don't know how to put it. We are accommodating, we are okay with the evil. We, we, we don't want to prune it. We don't see it even as evil again. And when we get to that, then how can we possess the nation? 
What will be the difference between you and the world? When he says he's calling you out. It's not just about coming to church. It's about remaining in the presence of God. Being able to continue to say, Abba, Father. Hallelujah. And the church's part, and that is the church. When I say the church, so you see it in three angles. The church, as in me, Chris Quist, as in you, Elder Patrick, as in you, as in you, as in you, Kukwa, name it, as in you, one, as BIWC, as the Church of Pentecost, as the Church Universal. This is our part, which the church puts into bracket as its responsibilities. It should know and understand his ways. That is the church. So I, Chris Chris, have to know and understand the ways of God and obey his voice and commandments and that the church would keep itself holy. So Chris Chris will keep himself holy. Patrick will keep himself holy. Put your name there and you keep yourself holy. Blameless and pure. You know, covenant has two portions. I've read a portion of God and now I'm taking the part of the church. That the church is not to love, learn the things of the world, for his ways are different from the ways of the world. We are not to love, we are not to learn, we are not to copy the things of the world, for his ways are different from the ways of the world. It should not imitate worldliness of any form. Hallelujah. We have a covenant. As Christians. And God's part is that he will be faithful. And he will keep you. He will make sure that no weapon formed against you will prosper. It is his duty. And he will do it. And he's doing it. He's keeping to it. He has promised and he has never failed. Let's keep to our part. There is a part that it says that will show the church will be holy, righteous, faithful, humble, and obedient. A different module and a peculiar people. So you have to be different. You have to be peculiar. To show forth his divine virtues. To angels. And that is what marveled me. That God wants me to show the divine nature of God to angels. Because the truth is, the angels don't understand why God loves us so much. 
So he wants us to show his divine virtue to angels. That is why we sing the song. songs, we have stopped singing it in church. We only sing it at funeral. But it is for us. Hallelujah. And that is what God is looking for. That is the covenant God has with the church. If you read Romans 8, I would encourage you as a Christian to read the entire Romans chapter 8. It is titled The Escape from Bondage. And when you get to the verse 26 onwards, it says, Victory in Christ. So you escape from bondage. So from 1 through to 25 will give you the concept of escape from bondage. To know that, look, you are special, oh. You are, you, 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 are, you are of a different kind. You are a kind of a breed of people that carries the mantle of Yahweh. You are not so... So don't mingle with things of this world. Small, small things. I'm reading the, I'm jumping to the Romans 8.30. And those whom he predestined, he also called. And those whom he called, he also justified. Declare them free of the guilt of sin. And those whom he justified, he also glorified. So as the church, he will glorify you. He will lift you to a pedestal that you will be glorified. Because that is the covenant he has. That is why he has brought you here. So get the full benefit of coming into his presence. And if you read the Amplified, it puts it this, that raising them to a heavenly dignity. Heavenly dignity. Osuru enyonyam. Heavenly dignity. That is what God wants 
to take us, where God wants to take us. And the 31 who says, what then shall we say to all this? If God is for us, who? Who? Can be successful against us? So they will scheme. What scheme will be successful against us? What scheme will survive against you as the church? If I read John 17. I have given them, I'm reading 22, but you can read from 21 through to 23 because of time. I have given to them, the, this is Jesus speaking, at the twilight of his ministry. I have given to them the glory and honor which you have given me, that they may be one, just as we are one. I in them and you in me. Hallelujah. God wants to dwell in you, so create that atmosphere for Jesus to be in you. That as you, as me, Chris Quist, I need to be one with God. As me, Chris Quist, to be one with God. As a church, PIWC, that will be one and one with God. That God can be in us. Hallelujah. Then if you read 2 Peter 1, verse 3 to 4. His divine power has given us everything we need for a godly life through our knowledge of him. I'm reading 2 Peter 1, 3 to 4. His divine power has given us everything we need for a godly life through our knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and goodness. Through this, he has given us his very great and precious promises. He has promised and he will never fail. So that through them, you may participate in the divine nature having escaped the corruption in the world caused by evil desires. All corruption in this world are caused by evil desires. This part is for another message and I would leave it there. Then I'm reading 2 Peter 1 verse 5 through to 11 but for the sake of time I'll just pick some points. It says for this reason that you have been called that God wants to give you into a heavenly dignity. Make every effort. Make every effort. Make every effort to add to your faith goodness. Add to your faith goodness. And to goodness, knowledge. And to knowledge, self-control. Self-control self-control and to self-control perseverance and it goes on and on 
I'm reading the 10. Therefore, my brothers and sisters, make every effort. So when we say effort, right, in physics, if you talk about effort, it means there is something pushing it back. Something is pushing it back. So you have to, there is a load. Thank you. You have to put some pressure. So there are some things that you need to cut off. You need, it will affect you, yes. It will change some friends. It will change some places that you have to go. Make every effort to confirm your calling by your calling and election. For if you do these things, you will never stumble. If you do these things, if you make every effort to confirm your calling and election, because you have been elected, and God is saying, make every effort. Make every effort. Some friends must be cut off. Make every effort. How do you confirm? My time is almost done. Let me mention. How do you, how do you guard your faith? One, check what you listen. Check what you listen. Because you will begin to hear it. Check what you listen. Because you will begin to hear it. It may sound, you will say, oh, why not you turn it the other way around? But I always say the Bible don't make a mistake. It says, faith comes by hearing. Right? That's Romans 10, 17. So then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So check what you listen. What you avert your minds to. Hearing is intentional. Sorry, listening is intentional. So be intentional about the things you listen. Because very soon, in, you see, hearing you have no control of it. But as you begin to listen to things, they begin to speak to you in your subconscious mind. That is what you hear. And as the ones that you hear, that is what faith is built on. Faith comes by hearing. So check the things that you listen. Two, check the confessions you make. Check the confessions you make. Revelations 12 verse 7. And they overcame and conquered him because of the blood of the lamb and because of the word of their testimony. The slightest thing. The slightest thing, your confession. Yes, if you continue confessing that, you will lose it. And then the third one, place yourself where you can experience the unadulterated hand of God at work. Place yourself. Some of us, we experience the faithfulness of God. We experience the healing hand of God. Because when we're in school, we go for crusade. You've been, you go to university, first year to your last year. Pencil will go for real evangelism. You will never attend. And miracles are happening there. 
I see some of the miracles and I say, wow, God is still alive. My faith will be strengthened. Come to church. You won't come. Come to things that place yourself at places where you experience the hand of God. Guard your faith as a glorious church. God bless you. Thank you.